I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're back again for another recipe for a haunted house. Do you think your house might be haunted? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and in this episode, we'll be once again exploring haunted houses. A haunted house, spook house or ghost house in ghost lore is a house or other building often perceived as being inhabited by disembodied spirits of the deceased who may have been former residents or were otherwise connected with the property. Parapsychologists and ghost investigators often attribute hauntings to the spirits of the dead who have suffered from violent or tragic events in the building's past, such as murder, accidental death or suicide. Over the years, I've been extremely lucky enough to investigate haunted houses, manor houses, castles, schools, prisons, ships, hospitals, theatres and cinemas and many, many others. It's been a roller coaster of a ride and I hope it may continue for many a year yet. I wanted to come back to the topic of haunted houses for this episode as there's never enough time to talk about all my experiences in one programme. So I'd like to go right back to the beginning before Most Haunted was even conceived. What I'm about to tell you was part of the inspiration that began my interest into the paranormal world. Back in 1999, my husband Carl and my son William and a very pregnant me moved into a little semi-detached cottage in Cheadlehume, Cheshire, England. It was a Victorian house with lots of character. Our neighbour, who was attached to us, was lovely and she also just moved in. Our two houses would once have been one farmhouse and owned an awful lot of the land that was around us. During an afternoon coffee with my new neighbour, she casually brought into the conversation, Have you had anything spooky happen in your house? What do you mean? I asked her, suddenly very concerned. She then went on to describe that whenever she used the stairs, she was aware that something was watching her. She said sometimes she could hear breathing. Well, as you can imagine, I didn't like the sound of that. That night, I was a little nervous and hoped the only breathing I would encounter was my own as I climbed the stairs to bed that night. Something happened to me, though, after that. I became intrigued, scared, but fascinated. Was my neighbour imagining the presence on the stairs? I didn't know my new friend that well, so maybe she'd just imagined the activity. I didn't think about ghosts at all for a long time, as I'd had other pressing things to think about, such as being a new mum to a beautiful baby daughter, Mary. Carl was working away a lot at the time as a cameraman, and I was busy being a mum to Will and new baby Mary. When Will went to school and Mary was having a nap, I decided to start reading about the paranormal and anything to do with life after death. Now, the first book I read uh, was by a psychic called James Van Prague. A wonderful book. I can't remember what, what it was titled now, but it was absolutely fantastic. And that, for the first time, made me feel a little happier knowing that my grandma Mary was in a beautiful place. I then began going to meditation classes with my neighbour and decided that I absolutely loved it. I was able to go to a place that was literally out of this world. I felt more relaxed, happier and even more determined to learn more about the afterlife. 
One night at home, I was trying to get to sleep when all of a sudden a colour image smashed into my mind. It was of a young man dressed in an army camouflage uniform. He had dark hair and moustache and he was smiling at me. He was standing next to a jeep and he had placed his black boot on the tyre. I snapped my eyes open, not sure what I'd just seen. I closed my eyes again, but the image of the soldier has gone. The following evening, another image flooded my mind. This time, it was like a video being played in front of me. It was of the French Revolution, and I watched on as many war-torn, ragged soldiers marched past. Then a little boy dressed also in rags leant down, waved and smiled at me. It was so real, so colourful. It was like I was watching a movie. What was going on? Well, the images kept coming and I tried not to be scared. I just went with them. That was until strange things started to happen in the house. It was an early evening and Carl was away working again. The children were in bed and I was watching TV and all of a sudden to my right, all the kitchen cupboard doors slammed. I sprang up like a scolded cat and just stood stock still in the centre of the room. I was too scared to go into the kitchen. Eventually, I made myself go into the room, thinking I'd find all the doors open and things out of place. But there was nothing. What the hell? I knew for sure that I'd heard the cupboard slam. I was absolutely positive. I sat back down and tried to forget about it. But no sooner as I'd done that when the noise happened again. This time, I just ran upstairs. Things always looked better in the morning. That night, I didn't sleep well, as you can imagine. But as I lay, but as I lay dozing, I was aware of a man talking. I sat bolt upright and put the side light on. My heart was hammering. It was in my mouth. I soon realised it was the TV. I went downstairs and turned it off. I knew I turned it off when I went to bed. To be 100% sure it didn't come back on again, I pulled the plug out of the socket. I can hear you all now going, please don't tell me it came back on again. But no, it didn't. Thank God. I spent the rest of the night sweating under the duvet. Nothing happened then for a few days and I forgot mostly all about my scary few nights. Carl was home and family life returned to normal once again. Now at the top of the stairs, Carl had fitted a child's safety gate as my Mary had started crawling. One night, Carl was away filming again and whilst I was reading in bed... I heard the safety gate click open and swing too. I heard the blood pumping in my head. Who was in the house? Will was fast asleep and Mary couldn't open the gate. I kept a bat by the side of my bed, as you do. I crept out of bed and I was hoping to see Will there. But through the crack in the door, there was nothing. I quietly slid out onto the landing to see that the gate had been opened. I checked on Will and Mary and, as I thought, both were fast asleep. I went down the stairs like a warrior ready to swipe an intruder with my trusty bat. It's amazing how brave you get when you have to defend your family. I was expecting to see someone standing in my front room, but gladly there was nobody there. I checked the whole of the house and no intruder had broken in. The kitchen cupboard doors and TV regularly scared me and I dreaded being on my own. But the worst night came when I was fast asleep. I turned over in the bed to go onto my other side and I don't know why I opened my eyes, but I did. And there, lying next to me and staring straight at me, was an old woman. Well, as you can imagine, I screamed the bloody place down. Fortunately, the kids were away on holiday, but I spent the rest of the night sat up <laughs> with the, all the lights on. It was an absolute nightmare. It was probably one of the longest nights I'd ever spent awake. No, it was definitely, definitely real. It could have been a night terror, I'm hearing you say. Yes, it could have been. Those things are terrifying, and I do admit I suffer with them regularly even now. But whatever it was, was enough for me to get help. I spoke to my neighbour about all the strange things that had been happening to me. And when she told me that she'd been witnessing similar things, especially when she described seeing a wizened old lady on her stairs, well, that was it. 
it had been confirmed, my house was haunted, and that woman that I saw in my bed was the same woman that was making herself known on my neighbour's stairs. What to do? Well, my neighbour found a healer from the same place we took our meditation classes in. He came along and told me that the house used to be a farm and a family had died in a fire, killing the granny, husband, wife and child. He went on to say that the man was a drinker, uh, an alcoholic and was very violent towards the wife and the daughter. He blessed the house and did some work on my chakras, telling me that I'd opened myself up to the spirit world uh, and that it was a little dangerous as I didn't really know what I was doing. He then chanted lots of words and did some meditation and he said, I've closed it down. You are now closed down and you will never be able to open it again. I was relieved, let me tell you. A few months later, we decided to put some lawn down in the back garden as the kids needed grass to play on, not some stone slabs. To our amazement, the builders discovered a large hole. It was very, very deep and wide and inside the earth, there must have been about 20 plus glass gin bottles that dated back to the Victorian times. We figured they must have belonged to the farmer. I do hope that all those uh, spirits in that house did find peace eventually because I was told um, that uh, when we sold our house that the owners then suffered similar paranormal activity. Something Carl and I do that not many people know about are private investigations. So if someone or a family is in need of help, we will go to their home or place of work and find out what's causing the haunting and hopefully put an end to it. Just before the world locked down with COVID, we were asked by a friend if we could help her colleague who was at the time living with her mum in Greater Manchester, England. Apparently, they were having a terrible time. Noises, banging of cupboards and doors slamming and worse still, cutlery being thrown at them in the kitchen. The daughter was about 19 and the mum was in her late 30s. The pair were very close and both lived quite happily in the small but lovely home. Carl and I turned up one night and as soon as we were invited through the door, the knocking and rapping started. I felt it under my feet. Then it seemed to travel across the walls of the hallway and into the lounge. As soon as we sat down, the noise stopped. It was as if the spirit was listening into our conversation. The mum and daughter proceeded to tell us that they thought something had followed them from their last house. When we asked why, the daughter told us because the same stuff that happened there is happening now, only worse. After we've got the whole story out, Carl and I stood in the centre of the room and called out to talk to the spirit that was haunting the house. The rapping began again. This time it was much louder and more persistent. I asked my dad, Alan, who I believe protects me, but also acts as a guide and helper to assist in bringing the spirit forward. After a few minutes of chat with my dad, we brought out our phones and asked the spirit to tap out who he was and why he was there. He tapped out his name and told us that the daughter of the house reminded him of his own granddaughter. He'd indeed followed them from their old house and he didn't want to be on his own. He loved his granddaughter so much that his spirit had attached itself to her lookalike. After we explained the situation and that this woman was not his granddaughter and that he was scaring them, the spirit tapped out on our phones two words, I'm sorry. He then went on to tap out that he was ready to move across. My dad always helps with this and for those who've never experienced this scenario, it really is emotional and beautiful. The whole house seemed to vibrate and shudder as my dad guided the spirit into the light. At first, he tapped out that he was scared, which made me a bit emotional. But with kind words and love, he went towards the light. A few days later, I phoned to see if the daughter and mum had had any more ghostly occurrences. But happily, they reported that they hadn't. So this gentleman's spirit, who had followed the young lady home, didn't mean to scare the family. He just wants to let who he thought was his granddaughter know that he was still there. I think a lot of haunting cases are just bound in fear and confusion. 
Sometimes when we pass, some souls have such a strong will to stay on the earth plane, they don't want to leave their home, their families at all. And that's why they dig their heels in, if you will, and begin to make a fuss. And so you have a haunted house. Other times a family that have lived in a house and have chosen to still live there after their death decades later don't like the house to be remodelled or rebuilt. And often that's when new residents of, say, a new build of flats in an old Victorian stately home will see, hear and witness paranormal activity. My advice, if you have a ghost in your house, is to talk to it. It's just like you or me, and probably a bit peed off, that you are the intruder, not them. No, not one of us truly knows the right answer, but I found by talking and showing compassion, you can certainly help yours and the ghost situation and make it a lot happier for both residents. This week's story is from Hannah, who upon moving into a new flat was visited by a spirit in her dreams. Hi Yvette, it's Hannah here from Paul. Um, just wanting to send a voice note about an experience I had. Um, I've had quite a few, <laughs> I think. I'm not sure which one to pick, but I think the one that sticks in my mind um, is basically I used to live with my mum and dad in um, their flat, which was maybe sort of 70s, 80s built, so not particularly old um, at all. Lovely flat and we moved in um we downsized or they downsized should I say and um at that time in my life I was seeing um a psychic um healer and um a lot was going on in my life at that time and you know I started to have some really funny dreams and I thought maybe it's just because we've moved into this flat and it's new um but the more I would started to dream my dream was based on um, like a spirit or some like an energy trying to reach me in my sleep or my dreams, but they were so real. And this dream happened night after night after night, continuously in different ways. Um, I would dream of places I've been before and it would always end up, the dream would always end up with me waking up before this spirit or ghost or person was trying to speak to me. It was really bizarre. So I'd wake up at the point of them. I could almost feel like something was approaching me. It was really strange. Um, anyway, and I, I went to see my psychic healer for a completely different reason. <laughs> um, and in my reading, um, she happened to mention about my dreams. And I said, oh, actually, funny, you should mention um, having some strange dreams. And she said, oh, I think what it is is because there's a spirit in the, where you are, where you're, it's attached to where you're living, and I thought, that's really odd. Actually, maybe she's right. And a couple of times in the flat, I've had a few experiences. I remember one time I was leaving the house um, or to go to work and I had my slippers on. <laughs> and um, in my head, it was almost like I said it out loud. That's how I can describe it. But in my head to myself, I said, if you take your slippers off, put them by the door, you could put them on when you come in from work. And I don't know what, but I, that was really quite like sort of a prevalent moment. And anyway, I put them down, walked over to the other side of the hallway, just look in the mirror to sort of, you know, sort my face out before I left. And uh, one of my slippers was thrown at me, chucked across the room. Don't know, don't know. And my sister happened to be there. And I said, oh, Amy, Amy, oh my gosh, look. And you, she went, well, what are you talking about? You know, your slippers just stuck to your, to your leg. And I said, no, it's not, it's not. It was really odd. Um, so that was one of the things that kind of stuck in my mind. Anyway, so apparently going back to my psychic reading, the lady said that I had an old an old man spirit and he was sort of stuck in the flat. He didn't want to leave the flat, but he's particularly grumpy. Um, she said she saw like a black cat. So he had a, a pet cat that he was really attached to. Um, I think she said he was quite old, quite large, had, a, had like a walking stick uh, and he was just sticking around in the flat. And I thought, right, okay. Um, so she said, oh, what you might want to do is maybe cleanse your flat. And I've never done that before. I've, you know, I've always been interested in that sort of thing, but I've never really tapped into it very much. So I went back to the flat. My mum and dad actually happened to be away. <laughs> I don't think my dad knows the story, <laughs> um, but I told my mum. And anyway, so I thought, right, I'll do the the sage and I'll cleanse the flat. So I started to, to do that, um, you know, going around the rooms, doing the corners and myself and just calling out, you know, in a very positive way, there's no sort of negative about, you know, experience about this. It was just trying to help this person and cleanse the flat. 
And in the our little dining area, we've got this sort of big, um, um, not it's, like, it's not a chandelier at all. It's a lampshade, but it's got some gems hanging off it. It's quite pretty, quite large. And as lampshades do, they are just stationary. They don't move, um, you know ours is quite heavy so even if we've got a window open it wouldn't move and I started to sage around the dining room and the lampshade above me I spotted this in the mirror was swaying back and forth like big time and I have to say I I did get a bit freaked out and I had to hide behind (laughs) one of the curtains so I didn't see it um and it really was really strange and like it just was swaying back and forth like like I just yeah really really bizarre and I thought okay fine so I I'd carried on and sort of went okay and I stepped out onto our balcony for a minute and just went I'll let everything calm down um and the lady said once you're done you know ensure you before you start all the doors and windows are shut so I went back in and opened out all the windows and um let all the, the sage out and just kind of went oh okay and you know sort of said I'll see what happens and I forgot about it for a while, to be honest. And the dreams kind of stopped. I still had some very strange dreams, but those ones that were happening essentially stopped. And um, from then I had another psychic reading, um, I think maybe a month, a couple of months after. Um, and she said, oh, I feel like, you know, you've you've helped this spirit move on. He's gone now. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, wow, okay. And she said, yeah, you know, so I think whatever you've done, she said, he's saying thank you and he's placing a white rose in front of me and that's for you. And I went, oh, okay, well, yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. <laughs> um, anyway, I went home that, that after my reading and um, my mum is very kind and she has a tendency to put some flowers in my room or, you know, fake flowers and sort of, she likes to do that sort of thing. And I went into my bedroom and in that, in my flower pot was a white a white rose. <laughs> um, so coincidence, not sure. Um, but there we go. So it's definitely made me just all the more interested in that sort of thing. Um, and sort of have that experience. And I don't tell many people about it cause you know, they think I'm talking rubbish, but I know what I saw. And I, I know for a fact that energies and spirits or whatever you want to say about it is real um so that's my experience and it was a very interesting one (laughs) um but yeah podcast is absolutely great absolutely adore you guys i've watched most haunted since i was really young i used to sneak behind my mum and dad when they used to watch it (laughs) because i thought it was too scary for me um but even now uh, I'm 27 years old and um, my dad and I used to sit on a Friday night on YouTube watching your episodes of The Glass of Red and it's something that we absolutely love to do. Um, I've also done one of your experiences at um, uh, Guy's Cliff House which is incredible so thank you so much and honestly you just opened my eyes to this whole world so I really appreciate it. Love you guys, bye! Well, Hannah, I think it's absolutely lovely that you helped a spirit move on. And I think you can use all sorts of methods to do this. And certainly one way is by using sage. Um, I'm a real believer in anything like that, as is my daughter, Mary. As some of you know, she is a white witch. Um, I wonder if you ever did ask your mum if she left the white rose. I'd love to know. Please get back in touch with us because I'm going to be thinking about that for ages. I just think it's lovely that um, you really thought about um, the spirit that was with you in in your family's flat and that you wanted to help the spirit on. I I really do think that's very, very important. As I say, I think it's uh, special if you can actually talk out loud, see if you can get some sort of communication with with the spirit that's in your home. Try not to be too scared. And I know that's very easy uh, to say because it is a scary thing. You know, you can't see them. You you know, you're hearing things at first or it might be a smell. It's definitely a presence that you're not happy with. But do try and communicate yourselves with them first. And if you have no joy, then seek elsewhere. Go and talk to people. Um, You know, get advice. Try the sage thing that Hannah did. It might work for you. And also dreams are very, very important. Don't ignore your dreams. Um, You know, try and analyze them or get them analyzed. Listen to your dreams. It's very important. Thanks, Hannah.
Mum's the Word is a brand new parenting podcast hosted by me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles, and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Join me each week on my journey through motherhood as we celebrate the amazing highs as well as the lows. As it's my first time, we'll have celebrities, experts, and hopefully you guys too who will help me figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Mum's the Word. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined on uh, Paranormal Activity, uh, the podcast, uh, by Essex Ghost Hunters, or otherwise known as EGH, um, and its bosses, I suppose, the, the two chaps in charge of it all, <laughs> are Russ Gold and Simon Cardi. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Yvette. Thank yeah. you. Thank you ever so much for having us. It's an absolute honour to be on your show. Oh, and it's a, oh, stop! What you like? You'll have me going all big-headed and red-cheeked. Honestly, it's an absolute pleasure that you're joining us uh, today. It's so lovely talking to like-minded people about because I don't know if you guys find this, but a lot of my sort of colleagues and friends they know what I do, obviously. But then when I go, oh my god, we went to Shrewsbury Prison, or we went to <laughs> I don't know Sandon Hall, or we went to Rithing Castle, and this happened and that happened, and then look at me like she's not right she yeah. really isn't right she needs she needs help so do you get that same reaction yes. I like, yeah i like that reaction though i don't like to be normal <laughs> I, I blame you yvette for all of this actually because you probably started us 20 odd years back i would say russ when we sat in my front room and watched most haunted exactly it, it, it's so lovely because you, you it's so nice to know that you know, a program or me and Carl coming up with that idea has sort of inspired people like yourselves to go on and investigate the paranormal. That's great. Yeah, it, it was. I, I say the the biggest turning point for myself and Simon was your Transylvania event. <gasps> yes. You're live in Transylvania. That was the point that turned. Why? What, why? If you think about that show, that, that episode or that live that you did, was the the one that just went right? That is what I want to do. That is what I want my hobby to be in my life, and that's what we did. Yeah, things making us jump in the front room as we were watching it live uh, because it, I think it was all text back then, Yvette. So people were texting in, emailing in as well. I yeah, think. emailing. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's right, yeah. And I, I, do you know, after that show, we had to go and get blessed in the church. Wow. Uh, uh, it was the, yeah, it was the most frightening time. I mean, we had family members die, but not just like, you know, oh, such and such a body's ill. And it's, a, you know, we knew that they were going to die of old age, you know, grandma's this, grandma. It wasn't. These were youngish people that had nothing wrong with them and they just died and it was absolutely traumatic i nearly got killed on a horse um family members and other friends of ours members of the crew lost businesses lost money uh, had houses repossessed it was 
horrendous. So we all tootled off to the church to go and get blessed because we were so brilliant. What well, the hell have we done? Because I don't know if you remember, we did a, a Ouija board over the top of yeah. what was perceived. The locals all called it the sort of mouth or gate to, to hell, yeah. and uh, that that was that was all. But anyway, this is me wittering on. So anyway, so I'm glad that that show inspired you. But um, yeah, it was horrendous. How long have you been running then? Obviously, twenty years. Did you set up straight away after watching that show? We'd always sort of uh, been interested in it, haven't we? Because I, I I probably get the blame for it because uh, I'm. Running Russell's uncle, and probably about I don't know, probably thirty odd years back, Russ. I took no, him to- no, it wasn't. It was that was about. It was literally. It was about twenty years ago. It was around just just over about twenty two years. I think it's been in, and it all come from watching your program, and then Simon saying, "Have you ever been to a place called Bawley Retro?" That's it. Um, and I said, "No," as you do. And he he took us one night, and that's when you know EGH was really born. To be was, fair, yeah. after that night. What went on that night, I couldn't, you know, I loved it, even though it scared the living bejesus out of me. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And then a few years later that we got another member on board in Simon's stepson. Yeah. And then I got my best friend on board and then we took it to sort of a more practical level, more, we wanted to see more places and being a team that obviously doesn't, you know, we don't earn any money from this. We needed, we wanted to see the places that you see on TV, you know, the, the Shepton Mallets, the Shrewsbury Prisons, the Harwich Forts, the Deal Castles, the Dover Castles. But you can't put your hand in your pocket just, to, you know, if you're not a millionaire, you know, these venues are charging you thousands and hundreds of oh, pounds. Thousands, yes. yeah. You know, so we thought, well, we've got to try and make this, you know, it's non-profit based, but we're not going to see these places without the help of, you know, a custom base. And that's when it really sort of started. And we've got an amazing following. We've got yeah, a really good, you know, a reg, we call them regulars, obviously, but, you know, they just come with us everywhere we go. Um, but we wouldn't see these places without them guys. And that's what, this, you know, it's what it's all about, to be fair. The paranormal, it ha- you know, we are a special breed of person. I don't care what anyone says. Um, <laughs> we all try and be normal, but to be interested in the paranormal, I think you've got to sort of be, you've got to be a special kind of thinker. Um, but this is where that all started for me. It was like Simon put me in that position <laughs> of seeing a young, a young, I can still to this day of it, I can still s- s- remember sitting in that car, looking at the gravestone, and seeing that young boy with his tweed jacket on, with his little waistcoat, blue waistcoat, and his flat cap with blonde hair poking out of it, as clear <gasps> as day. Where was this? So this is a ghost that you saw, yeah, obviously. Where was Bawley, it? That first night yeah. at Bawley, and no one else saw him, and he was he smiled at me, and he just waved back as if he was the most happiest chap in the world. Oh wow! But That's amazing to get an interaction like it, that. Well, that was my first. That was our first, my ever first time of anything, absolutely anything. I probably would say I was probably a non-believer at that time until I, you know, I, I said a few choice words in the car to Simon and a few others and said, <laughs> "Who's who's who's playing a joke?" You know, because that's what I generally yeah, thought it was yeah. at the beginning. You know, I we she said I. I don't know really what happened because I didn't want to be there just for that moment. So we just disappeared off into the local town to have a large scotch and um, something to eat. <laughs> and um, we went back. And that was probably even weirder, wasn't it? Because some, something actually sounded like it hit my car really bad. We actually stopped the car to get out, but there was nothing there of it. <gasps> really? Yeah, nothing there. Could it have been an animal or anything like that? A vet, it hit with such force. It, if it was an animal or a human, really? it would have yeah. been laying on the side of the road and we would have, you know, you yeah. would have heard it. If it was an animal, it would have been rustling about because it would have been in distress. Um, the human mm. would have been mm. screaming, but there was literally nothing there. It was nothing. And then I pulled up for a, a non-existent car at a crossroads that was literally a couple of hundred yards past Baldy Rectory. And everybody said, what are you stopping for? And luckily, the person in the front also saw what was coming. And we and I stopped the car because I thought, well, there you go. But Give way. Yeah, nothing Give else. <laughs> yeah. 
And there was nothing no. there. How extraordinary. So you see, Borley Rectory, obviously it's not there anymore. So just describe what is there now. It's just the church, basically. But we've had so many experiences when we've pulled up by the church. But obviously we've got to be respect- respectful of the residents. Uh, so we're very quiet when we go. But we've, we've had so many experiences there, Russ, haven't we? Yeah, we've had, we've had- cars. Uh, we've had stones sit in the top of the car from nowhere. There's only four of us standing there. And we were literally being pelted with stones and and and, and, i mean that's that's classic poltergeist activity isn't it but you see for me uh, borley rectory i don't know if you listened to any of the previous um podcasts but of course that was harry price's sort of is is you know his main you know that he bought that property into well infamy really didn't he you know especially Mm. within the paranormal world and it was such a shock to me when i began 20 odd years ago because i was like oh you mean it's not there anymore for god's (laughs) sake you know i was really but i've never actually been to the the ground where it was i think they've built houses on there now but you're right there is a church in that area so that's predominantly where you're getting all this phenomena that's fascinating i i, I need to well, go the, the actual there's a bit behind the house that's called the nun's run yes and that is you can actually still see part of the remains of the house the actual where the old rectory was built on hasn't actually been rebuilt on it's just been built in front of it ah, so the the ground behind right. the houses in front of the church is actually where the the rectory was um and we did a bit of a a, a test there we had a group that wanted to come out with us and they actually bought uh, the original harry price recordings along as yeah. like a trigger ob- oh wow as a trigger object and Simon yeah. is a really great um, communicate with spirit, medium, or, you know, whatever you choose to call them. And he got so angry <laughs> and he, he didn't want the recordings there um, because he was picking mm. up on the, I think it was, his name is Harry Ball. Yes. A vicar of a previous vicar of the church. And he was picking up mm-hmm. on Harry Ball, which was absolutely disgusted within the behaviour of Harry Price. Harry yeah, Price. Was, yeah. Of course. In those days it was, oh, what are you doing? That's absolutely outrageous. And yeah. The, the gentleman picked up he, he said, I've got a little something that I want to test with you. He never told us at the time that he had these recordings <laughs> and literally picked them out of his pocket and he held them in his hand and the tapes just fell off his hand. Yeah. As if someone didn't want them in his hand. And he went, Well, that's a bit strange because I didn't really feel like I dropped them. How amazing is that? I love stories like that and the fact that, you know, so you go there regularly, I take it. I, well, I call it because obviously it's my first, that was where my first sort of experience happened of it. I call it like my spiritual home. And, and I went there probably 20 years before Russell did with my best friend at the time. I was only 20. So that was my first experience as well. But I must admit, I sat in his car and just used to watch my feet of it because I wouldn't look out the windows. That's how much of a scaredy oh, cat I was. So yeah. Yes. Oh, we've got, to, we've got to go. We've got to go. So obviously what got you interested in the paranormal? I know you said about Most Haunted, but you must have been to actually watch shows like that. You must have been interested. I mean, mine was Arthur C. Clarke. You know, what was yours? Well, I, I, I've got to be totally honest with it. It was because I'm a little, I'm, I'm younger than Simon. Your show was my introduction. Into oh, it. it was. It oh, was right. Okay. Um, I used to spend a lot of weekends around my uncle's house, and every weekend there was a live. It was dedicated to a weekend of live. Um, always sitting in his front room, right? Yeah. The lives on this week. That's what we're going to do. You know. Yeah, I, it was. It was, and you know, it's not because we're. Oh, how lovely! It's is not that? because we're on your show. That you know, it is generally. It was, yeah. It was how we started. It, it was how we really started. That's yes. how you started. Well, that's lovely to that. Oh, that's lovely. But out of all the evidence that you've collected, because you've been running for a long time, I mean, I, I'm, I'm asking you the questions that people ask me now. So, what to date has been the most intriguing bit of in, uh, evidence that you've recorded? We've sent you a picture over of it of Shrewsbury Prison. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, absolutely, yeah. There's two different pictures there. There's one in the hanging room, and you can see the yeah. person with their legs crossed. Well, that is actually yes. taken from yeah. above, from the noose. Right, I see. Right, right, I see. That's interesting, so that isn't it? picture that you see there, I know, I know we're on sort of a podcast and we're talking rather than visualisation, <laughs> but if you can imagine, we're looking up to the ceiling taking that picture where the hole in the roof is 
for the loose to come down. That is what we took the picture of. Kim took the picture and um, she said, mm. I don't believe what I've just caught. And I looked at it and I said, well, that's just someone standing in the corner. And she said, no, I took that up facing the hole. Up. So yes. There was, so that makes sense yes. then. Yeah. Gosh, that, well, that's a, that's a lovely, that's a great it's, find. What a great that pick. Was, you know, that's one of the strongest. It's very frustrating, isn't it? When you get something like that, that you know there's no logical explanation for it, and yet people are kind of, no, it's a load of rubbish. You've made it up. It's a load of, it's so freaking frustrating. <laughs> yes. I, I, think, I think you did very well yeah. to hold your mouth there. Because I could, <laughs> I could think of a lot worse of things to say on that. Uh, uh, oh, and I have, <laughs> let me tell you. What what case, really, in, in history... Um, or perhaps a most haunted, what show or what case really inspired you? Apart from Transylvania, is there any other sort of location that you've gone, oh, my God, I've got to go there, or or that, you, you know, you've been to, separate to, you know, most haunted, that you've discovered yourself and thought, oh, my God, this was, th- what a great location. Well, I know where Simon's going to go with this one. I bet you don't. I'll go and then. Shepton Mallet. I'm actually oh, going to go well. to Shepton Mallet Prison. Well, I thought not you were going to. No, I thought you was going to go to Harridge. I thought you was going to. No, Harridge. no, no. I think Shepton actually top mine, and I wish we'd done Shrewsbury bef- before Shepton because, well, Shepton Mallet being the the prison we actually went to, I think was more aggressive, and we took twenty people there, and I can say if those twenty people experienced something that night, and a lot of the people actually changed, changed their persona, changed their uh, opinion, I would say, as well, because people come out there and said, God, I don't know what happened to me in there. And that's what I would say would probably be my best unrecorded evidence because you couldn't record what was happening there. It was just, we had you know. pe- We had people dropping like flies of it. We had to take team leaders. We was manhandling team leaders out the door because they were so aggressive. Oh, how it's, am- just ha- it's amazing, isn't it? When something like that happens and you get, you know, members of the public or, you know, um, like you say, team leaders and they're affected and things happen to them. And like you say, their whole perception, their thought process on, you know, life after death or whatever, it's all changed. And you've done that because you've invited them along and you've said, listen, it's real, it's real, come and experience it. I mean, how wonderful is that? It's almost like, yes, it is real. You know, I'm not a loon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these these things happen, you know, please believe us. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Shep Tamar, I've never actually been there. Obviously, Carl, yeah, Carl goes regularly. Regularly, he loves it. You know, he's like, oh, it's a fantastic location. Have you ever been to um, Gloucester Prison? No. no. We went, we, we we was visiting Gloucester Prison to book an event about three, two, no, about three months ago, but they were filming in there and we couldn't get in. They wouldn't let, let us in to have a site visit to see if it is. Which re- yeah, you have to go, you have to go there. Honestly, it blows Shrewsbury out of the water. Honest to God, it's just... I mean, I, the, I can't even form the words to explain to you. Just, I mean, the the energy in there. As soon as you walk in, you're like, "What the?" Hell? We caught some fantastic EVP in there, poltergeist actor, and everything is in that. You've got to go. Promise me you'll both yes. go. It's an amazing place, yes. definitely. And so, what location? If you could choose anywhere in the world, what location would you love to investigate? Money's no object. Private jet. Where do you want to go? Jeffrey yes. Castle. <laughs> Jedbrook Castle. You want to go there? Yeah. All the places in the world. Yes. I don't know why. You could pick Alcatraz. You could pick Alcatraz. Yeah, as well. You could pick, oh my God, there's the catacombs in Paris. There's just the most amazing places. And you want to go to Jedbrook Castle. Yes. What? Which is, a, which is a wonderful place. Why? Tell me why. I've just heard about it. Uh, a load of teams talk to me about it. Other teams, when we talk to them, they say, what experiences you get there? That's what I'd love to do. I'd, I'd love to just go and stand in the cells and just let it bring it on. Love that. And and what uh, what? So Simon, you are a medium. So do your group heavily rely on your abilities, or do you use other equipment as well, or do you do you, you know? We use just see how you feel on each different location? Uh, I'm very sort of old school. Equipment's not my 
<laughs> finger tool, that's what I'll tell you. Uh, uh, rods, maybe. Uh, but I think my best thing is my body. My body will tell me what's going on. Uh, my guides will tell me what's going on. And we usually work it in three groups anyway. So people that come with us uh, will experience what I do, will experience what Russ does, and will experience what the other team leaders. Because we, we have a team of about 12 events. Uh, we've always given them that experience. But So when I do my work, it's usually the quiet and listening for the taps, the knocks, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas Russ might do something else. Russ probably winds them up, winds spirit up more than I do. Probably a bit like Carl and Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Pain in the arse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, 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 think I, I think I've just made it big because Yvette has called me a pain in the ass because she's associated me <laughs> with Carl and Stuart. I've just, I've just, I've just hit it big time. I'm loving it. You have, <laughs> Russ, you're a pain in the ass for doing that. Let me tell you. Just, Let me tell you. And that's exactly how we sort Go of on. run our groups. We do it in three different stages, like Simon said. We use the equipment group where you can use K2s and spirit boxes and like that, but we also use a seance group as well. Where we, you know, where you have the spirit board, seance, and what I call physical mediumship, where we allow spirit to sort of like push and pull the guests, and they love it. If they, when they get that feeling that, you know, they know that they're being pushed to the ground, I say, well, try and get up then. You know, see if you can get up, and they try and they can't. Yeah, I love the fact that you have separate groups, so the the public can choose which you know what they want to use. Because we're often asked, you know, you don't use enough tech, but I'm very much like you, Sai, which is that sort of and Carla's. You know, we like to use our senses and feel things, and we get more. Uh, activity when you are using your senses we get more of the knocking phenomena you come through and I think a lot of um, and this is only just my I know I've touched on this before on a, on a previous episode but just my personal opinion you know for me you know things like spirit boxes um, I think we rely too heavily on the equipment and it takes away from the actual yes. Um, investigation itself, you know, so you get a, a random name coming out of this radio, which let's face it, you know, th they're not 100% proof, are they? So you could be getting a John or a, hello, my name's <laughs> yeah. David and they're not, you know, and you're Simon, you're getting something completely different. And so I think that's a great idea having separate ways of doing it you know hat off to you that that's fantastic and it's quite idea. funny really at the end of most of our investigations you we go around the three groups uh, and we uh, we also have a bald session which uh it, she'd kill me if i didn't mention it but mrs a, a runs our bald session she's the she's the queen of the balls and we go around at the end and you will find that the stories do match up so what i'm getting Russell might be getting, and Sandra will be getting on a board. So it, it really does work that way. That's fantastic. I love that. I'm going to have to come on one of your events one night. That would be good fun, wouldn't it? Well, I tell you what. You can we have a very special place today. <laughs> we have a very special place. We're going back We're going back to Shepton Mallet next year, so please join us. Yeah, only in the summer, summer. Only in the summer. It's blooming <laughs> freezing, honest to God. And I, honestly, in all these prisons, I swear to God, my eyeballs freeze. I'm not joking. It gets so cold. Do you know, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. It really, really has. And I, I hope that you'll come back on and perhaps share some of your other uh, investigations with us and share some of the, uh, you know, the evidence that you perhaps caught. I know that we can uh, certainly share on our Instagram page um, the pictures that you send through. Please send through the Victorian lady on the train. That would be really interesting. Fantastic. So this is Russ Old and Cy Cardi. They're from Essex Ghost Hunters or EGH. And if people want to get in touch with you or join your paranormal uh, ghost hunts, uh, what should they do? Well, we're on, we're on Facebook as Essex Ghost Hunters. You just go over to there and you'll find us on there we are on instagram you're going to ask me what the instagram hold handle is and off the top of my head i couldn't tell you but it is it is just essex ghost hunters on instagram as well and you were quite we're quite predominant because it's all it is is two red ghosts um with essex ghost hunters next to it. <laughs> yeah. that's it okay. that's our little logo oh. um but yeah we're all on all them all on them um you know so you can always follow us on there 
Wonderful. And I think it's really great if we can send the message out to as many paranormal groups as possible. I just think we've all got to stick together. I think I said this again on a, a previous, there's, there's an awful lot of competition that I've discovered within paranormal groups. And I think that's a real shame. I think we should all come together, share our evidence, really, you know, come up with new ideas together. And so that's sort of what I want to start doing with the podcast is a place where we can all come, we can all share our experiences together. So please, you know, please come back on and, and, and share with us some more of your evidence. It'd be great. You and, want and bring us, more members of your yeah, team on. Whenever you want yeah? us, vet, just give us a call and we'll come running because yes. I say, it is, it is I, you know, I don't care what people say in the past or anything like that. Most Haunted launched us. Yeah. It didn't launch us. as it, it did launch us, but it actually launched the paranormal within the UK. Yes. And I don't care what people say. It yeah. did. And the, all the teams that you talk no, about. I agree with you. It did. It, it, def- it definitely you know, did. It, it was the beginning of, of, of the whole yeah, paranormal yeah, genre on definitely. television, wasn't it? You know? And that's what's so good about oh, it. bless you. Well, listen, keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. And I look forward to seeing uh, your pictures. Lots of love to both of you. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, thank you for having us. Take care. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. Do you think your house is haunted? If you do, we want to know about it. We'll be back again next week. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. We want to hear from you. So send in a question or an audio clip telling us your paranormal story to this address, paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. Please uh, get in touch send us a voice note uh, on whatsapp to this number 075-999-27537 that's 075-999-27537 and also give us a follow on our instagram page the address is at paranormal activity pod and remember things aren't always as they seem Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.